Welcome to Dadventurous. That's right. We're back again, but we're doing things a little bit different this time. We are going to be doing a recap episode, like a story so far. We're doing a short, this will be a short little episode of what's, like, what's happened so far. Mm-hmm. Um, going through episodes, through what we've... Yeah, we're going to cut through episodes 1 through 15, kind of the first arc of the story is the plan. So, we're going to kick it off with a little bit of a reintroduction to the world. The idea with this, too, is that if people are out there who want to join in, listen in, and maybe not listen to the first 15 episodes, maybe they just kind of want to jump into our later ones, that's fine. Uh, so, we're going to give you a little bit of, about the world and a little bit about what's going on in the world. And then about our character, Kia, and what she's Wee. up to. All right, so the world of Elsewhere, a world of magic and outdated modern technology smashed together. Uh, once many years ago, there was a world similar to... Ours. To Earth, yeah. But magic exploded into the realm, creatures ripped out of fantasy came through, and magic surged everywhere. Shut down things like engines and computers and, and everything. Yeah, and then it created past world ruins and surged items and these crazy robots called scrapers. The scrapers roam the past world ruins, often called scrapes, and seem to protect the past world artifacts. Dun, dun, dun. Uh, also, that surge of magic started creating more animalistic races like the tabaxi and the dragonborn and froglings. And, and turtles. And turtles, exactly. So now you see those everywhere as well. When the whole world kind of shut down and, and all these things stopped working and now there was magic imbued into these past world items, it started a trend, a career, if you will. Mm, of rummaging yeah. for past world tech to sell, use, uh, buy. Yeah, yeah. And those, and those items were imbued with a magic of sorts. Uh, but that was a long time ago to the story we're talking about, about 300 years. And nowadays, uh, the past world tech has been scoured over. There's still stuff out there. There's still stuff that gets created during these uh, wild magic storms that roam the countryside. Big, basically normal storms, except that they're magic, iridescent clouds, Multi-neon raindrops, uh, prismatic lightning, and the occasional, uh, well, the occasional mass change of certain landmarks, mm -hmm. such as lakes into a pink Christmas tree forest. Yep, and wild magic storms and some of the creatures like the surge scarabs are really the only thing to have magic. No one in the world has their own innate magic. And it only comes from using past world tech that is charged up and imbued by these storms. And yeah, that's basically our little way of doing magic a little bit differently. Yeah. Kind of for fun. I, for instance, have... Kia, for instance, has a, um, a spray can of, uh, of what used to be weed killer 
<laughs> but is now magic, and it spray. And when it's sprayed, it grows thorns on whatever it touches. And so I use it to, um, I use it on my arrows to create mm-hmm. big thorny explosions. Yep. And if you and find yourself in a wild magic storm, you have to roll on a table that I created to figure out what happens. Yeah. Do you want to roll on it right now? Um. This is scary. Sure. Nothing will happen officially. It'll <clears throat> just be for fun. Because I kind of want to roll on it, too. Have it loaded up. We'll both roll on it. Okay. What'd you get? 62. 62. I got a 52. Uh, 52. I immediately grow a bunch of body hair uh, <laughs> equivalent to that of a werewolf, and it falls off after a day. Wow. Yep, and you got what? 62. 62. The ground within 100 feet of you becomes sticky adhesive. Your feet stick with each step, and everything smells like spearmint. So it's like it's gum. Wow. <laughs> so there you go. A uh, oh, little, wow. little more taste. And anyway, three hundred years later, we find we found ourselves in, with the story of Kia. Who's Kia? A tabaxi rummager, uh, uh, who is uh, might I add only twelve. Um, she's been doing this for about seven years. And is um, cheery, sneaky, because she's a cat, and uh, hates dogs, likes yarn, and, uh, oh, and uses a bow. Yeah, she's a horizon walker. Ranger. Ranger. Yep. Cool. I get to shoot things. You do get to shoot things. And so Kia is from a little town called Map's Edge, where she sets out periodically, daily, and rummages the nearby past world ruin called the Scrape for her grandfather's shop. Past world plunders. And that's kind of where this all started. Back in episode one, you ventured out into the Scrape. Uh, You were going for a daily run through. Dad made me uh, completely improvise my room. I did. I made you improvise some things. And you made your way into the Scrape where you realized things weren't as they seemed, not as normal. And you... Which is, uh, may I add, very strange. Yes, exactly. And you made your way up to some of the higher floors. You'd never been above floor seven before. And as you got up close to the top, you heard a scream, a pained scream of someone in trouble. (laughs) You made your way up through some scrapers and you came across a elf woman named Maud. Maud was injured, she was beat up, and... She had been attacked by some giant scraper thing, right? Yeah. You guys. Her, uh, I, she was injured, so I drag, I dragged her to um, an arcade and said that I'd go get her backpack for her um, because it had a healing potion in it. And so I hopped up to floor eight, but finding a loophole in uh, Gunther's rule of never going above floor seven, uh... I only put half of my body on 4-8 and grabbed the backpack, but before I could get down, the Scrayclops appeared. And saw you. Bum, bum, bum. And then immediately following in the next episode, you went up into floor 8 and 9 because <laughs> Maud told you that she had felt something interesting. A surged item. A very powerful past world tech item. And... Uh, it seemed to be something that she had never felt before. So you guys thought that you could get up there and get to it. And you managed to feel it as well. 
Turns out you guys both had this affinity to search out for surged artifacts. You got the artifact. It was a projector that <laughs> seemed to affect... It's a real mystery. Yeah. <laughs> it seemed to affect the scrapers. And then you had to make a mad dash escape. Escape. Escape because the Scrayclops was after you and wanted to destroy you and take back the projector. And you had to dash down the scrape as it started to get exploded and ruined. Or at least the upper floors did. <laughs> And on your way down, you had the projector going, and it attracted a wild magic storm. And you had to roll on that fancy table. Yeah. What happened? A portal opened, and um, people were cheering me on, I think. Yep. From a different plane of existence. That's true. And um, and from that portal came a very cute, very uh, f- floaty, squishy um, purple flump. Mm-hmm. Named Flibbit, who was screaming his lungs off. Yep. He and was, I don't think he has lungs. He, <laughs> he was terrified, and he came ripping through this teleport, or sorry, this portal, and uh, he's been traveling with you ever since. Mm-hmm. He's your little healer buddy. You guys He dashed. also has a ridiculous stealth song. He does. <laughs> you guys made it out of the scrape and back to Map's Edge where you guys were able to recover and uh, return some of the artifacts and you met up with a lady named Theodora, an old friend of your grandfather's, an old rummager pal. Theodora had found out that you and Maud both had this ability to to find these surged items, something that she'd heard about, something that she was researching, and she's researching the storms and all that, and she decided that she wanted to send you guys on a contracted mission each. You were to go to a place called Coaster Chaos. A roller coaster park to the east mm-hmm. or Maud, west. Yep, and Maud went off to a place called Retail Ruins. So you set off on your separate journeys. You were able to communicate a little bit between each other with these cool rocky talky things that we have, sending <laughs> stones. And you made your way towards Coaster Chaos. What happened on the way? I found. I, uh, first of all, I got attacked by kobolds who you were did. trying to flump-nap uh, Flibbit because mm-hmm. uh, they thought he was an octopus. Um, and so I uh, chased them off. And then <laughs> I went to a big talus field with a big rock. And in that rock, there was secret treasure. <laughs> it's true. Um, I found a secret door inside the rock where mods along with her rummager's team, caches were. And so I took some stuff from Maud's cache, a um, bow and a strange potion. Mm-hmm. Um, that was because she, she gifted those to you for saving her life. Yes. Yeah. And I also found door number Z. Yep. The really bad joke, but I loved it. Uh most of mine are terrible <laughs> like that. Um, a Z door, and I peered inside, and it had a bloodhound banner on it. Mm-hmm. it seemed, I also hate dogs. Yeah, it seemed <laughs> to um, be related to Czar Bloodhoof, the leader of the bloodhounds, a big old minotaur ruling over the town of Scarlet Hill to the north, the city of Scarlet Hill. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, 
It was also locked from the inside. It was locked from the inside, which was weird. And when you tried to get in further, it blew you backwards and <laughs> you got took took some damage. Yeah. I got slammed against a wall. You did. Um, but from there, you, you locked that into your mental note. And from there, you guys made your way to Costa Chaos, where you had to make your way through this theme park, fought some scrapers, found some challenges like crossing a river. I found sneakers with a bunch of uh, with a bunch of money hidden in it, which is no worth to me. But they were, uh, but they were tied together with really expensive paper clip. That's right. And so I got lots of money from that. Yep. You grabbed some souvenirs and you fought a giant roller coaster monster beast. Coasty the Chaos Man. Coasty the Chaos Man that seemed to be protecting another one of these surged artifact items, a pink unicorn that weirdly seemed to provide... Electricity. Yeah, like electricity, like power to nearby things. Not super distant, but nearby things. You made your way back to Map's Edge, but along the way you met a very fancy gnomish (laughs) individual by the name of... Cabot Cronenberg. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, He is an author, researcher, and he was researching and writing a book about the creatures of Elsewhere. Uh, He'd already written a rummager's guide to Elsewhere that he got by uh, interviewing a bunch of people, but now he's working on a new book. (laughs) We even did a special episode with Cabot Crottenberry. (laughs) And a special guest. Yes, uh, if you ever want to re-listen to the Christmas special, it was about Cabot Cranberry and a bog witch named... Calvatia. Calvatia. Of the bog. (laughs) Yep. And they go off on an adventure. Anyway, you and Cabot make it back to Map's Edge. You saved a little frog, frogling along the way. Named Frogrick. Named Frogrick, which fascinated Cabot. And then when you got back to Map's Edge, and along the way, uh, you got a message from Maud. Something had gone wrong at her mission. She said that it was a bloodhound trap, and don't come back. So let but I came me, back anyway. Let me, re, let me redo it for you, because this might be important. She did not say it was a bloodhound trap. One of your walkie-talkies of sending makes a little blip noise, and it makes another little blip, blip, like I someone's pull, calling you. I pull it out. You pull it out, and you hear static. Well, I go outside the room. You go outside the room? To the outside. You go to the outside. You hear... Kia! Kia, can you read me? And it's Maud's voice. Um, yeah? What's up? I got the... I got the... thingy. Don't go! It's a trap! Bloodhounds! And then it goes silent. Crackle. Crackle and transmission. So she did not say it was a bloodhound trap. But she said there was a trap and it was bloodhounds. But But there was gaps in between those parts. Yeah. But she said, don't come back. But I came back anyway. You did come back anyway. (laughs) Uh, Gunther, your grandfather, and Theodora had been working on uh, these past world surged items. They're trying to figure out a way to maybe control the storms, to attract them elsewhere, to save towns, things like that. And uh, unfortunately, a storm hit Map's edge in that same time as you came back. You guys rushed to the scrape. Uh, you dashed inside. You had to fight these creepy 
surge scarabs along the way. These surge scarabs are these little beetles that when they bite you or attack you, they seem to force you into some sort of flashback. Otherwise known as pass-out bugs. Yep. As I have unofficially named them. Yep. And you guys made it into the scrape, and the pink unicorn did its magic, turned on some electricity, and opened a garage door with a motorcycle inside. For some reason. How did you get it to your motorcycle? Yeah, we'll see. Um, And you talked with Theodora and Gunther, and they decided that the best course of action was to have you go towards retail ruins to see what happened to Maud. And that in a few days, one of Maud's associates uh, named Beryl was going to come and meet you there. Meet you. Yeah, and, and you guys were going to figure out what happened to Maud and why she wasn't able to retrieve this item or anything like that. Why she disappeared. Yep. Gunther, emotionally, as always, sent you off on his way because he loves you so much and he gave you some stuff. He cried. He cried. It was very embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you managed to start making your way towards Briarport and Retail Ruins. Along the way, you fought a cellar beast, a cellar scraper. Oh, yeah. It was uh, hiding in a cellar. I st- I stunk him out. You stunk with him out. With my stink clock. <laughs> yeah, just to reiterate, with a stink clock, not anything else. Yeah. <laughs> um, yes, you stunk him out, you took him down, and you managed to get something that I don't know that you remember, but I believe you have some jars of honey in your... Oh, yeah. And you don't know if they do something. Magic honey. You also have a phlegm jar from oh, Frogrick. Yeah. So don't forget about your silly items. You have a phlegm jar that does, I, th- I think I told you it acts as a I can a cast web a web spell. spell. Yeah. And uh, these jars of honey, then maybe they're valuable. Maybe they do something. No one knows except me, of course. Um, and anyway, you moved on from there. You made your way to Retail Ruins. What did you find in Retail Ruins? I found Kia. It's well, the main building was named uh, Kia, uh, K E A with an I on the ground. Yep, it was. Um, you found a little remnant of your past, right? Yep. Uh, there, the gl- big glass doors were open. I figured out why I was named Kia because the building was named I Kia. Um, and I went inside and found a lamp in a closet. That was er, a side room that was very bright and warm, and I had the feeling that this was the past world artifact. Mm-hmm. But before I could do anything, I heard uh, specifically nine times for uh, some reason, um, I, I heard chittering and skittering, and it was not what I assumed was the scraper cashier, but indeed, the pass-out bugs. That's right. Yeah, for whatever reason, these surge scarabs keep coming out. They seem to be coming out around surged items, and that's kind of what you're noticing. A bunch of them attacked you and Flibbit, and you guys got knocked out, and we went into a flashback episode, or two of them anyway. Mm-hmm. And we got to see glimpses of Kia before she was a tabaxi. I got to be, I got to play a very weak, very cute Maine Coon kitten Mm -hmm. named Kia the cat. 
Not yet, actually. You were not named Kia the Cat yet. I was the cat. You were just a cat. That's right. <laughs> and uh, you were enjoying a sit in your warm little I caught a goldfish. Sh- showroom. You caught a goldfish. <laughs> and then suddenly a wild magic storm came and rolled over the top. And the ruins were, or, and the warehouse was filled with scrapers that wanted to attack you. So you had to sneak, you had to jump, you had to dodge, you could pounce on them. <laughs> you did whatever you could to get to the lowest level so you could get out. And I uh, fought um, some showroom scrapers. I also fought a roller scraper scraper that slowly ran out of toilet paper to roll oh, yeah, on. That's right, I forgot about that dumb thing. <laughs> but if I ran away far <laughs> enough, it would probably stop moving. Yep. Um, but I killed it. And then I went through and found the cafeteria. <laughs> you did. A giant meatball launching scraper tried to get you with both frozen. Ikea, Ikea is known for its meatballs. That's right. Uh, the frozen and rotten meatballs that were launched at you. <laughs> you had to dodge. And you made your way down the escalator out into the warehouse, the downstairs warehouse, where you had to make your final mad dash through crazy like hordes of scrapers shelves falling down there was a stream in the middle there were waves coming through everything was going absolutely crazy i got wet you got wet and then in that last little dash what happened to kia i got pushed outside by a wave repercussioning off the back wall and it went and pushed me forward past the scraper horde and out into the neon rain of the Wild Magic Storm. And I got changed from uh, Kia the cat into Kia the tabaxi. You did. Cat. And you <laughs> felt yourself grow and think differently. And your body was uh, changed into this tabaxi form, this humanoid cat person. And right as you were freaking out and trying to figure out what was going on, a very nice old man by the name of Gunther, who became your grandfather, a tortle, appeared, put a dumbrella over your head. <laughs> a dumbrella. And uh, defeated the uh, scrapers. With ease. With ease. Because back a then, rummager. <laughs> rummager Gunther was a bit of an awesome dude. <laughs> and then, yeah, you came to after your flashback. You You popped out after this, right? And as you came to... You were on the deck of a ship. An airship? Yep, you were on the deck of an airship with a half-orc named Beryl, one of Maud's friends, and you guys sailed off into the sunset, heading towards Briarport. And Flibbit was muttering about ice cream. Yep, Flibbit was still knocked out, and she took you all the way over to Briarport so that you guys could figure out from there what was going on, what happened to Maud, and where you were going to go from next. Done, done. And that's the recap, I think, so far. For the story, yeah. So that's the story of where Kia and Flibbit and everything are now. We're going to keep going from there. We're going to go into Briarport. Maybe we're going to figure out what's going on with these searched items. We're going to figure out what happened to Maud. Excitement. And um, yeah, so the story's going to keep going from there. I'm thinking that we're about a third of the way through the story, maybe, somewhere in there. Arc one. Arc one, kind of complete. Kia got to become level four, Four, I think, Yeah. right at the end of that. Yeah. And so um, 
she's going to go. Apparently having uh, a very intense flashbacks <laughs> gives you experience. That's right. You get experience in uh, unconscious states in my world. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, so you're going to be a level four horizon walker. We're going to go from there. Is there any other questions, any other things we need to cover in the world of elsewhere, do you think? No. You don't think so? Not for me. Okay. A couple things I wanted to go over a little bit uh, that had been people had asked me about was kind of how the magic, wild magic storms work and all that. So the idea is that nobody has innate magic. Magic is just like in the environment and in the land and in these items. And... It seems like some of these past world structures, these ruins, these scrapes from before the surge, aren't the buildings themselves aren't affected by the wild magic storms, and the storms generally can't get inside, right? Yes. But what does happen inside the scrapes is things are changed. You have your scrapers that are come to life and form out of the crazy remnants of the past world. I got to see an example of that with the toilet paper scraper. It was floating together mm-hmm. into a big, slightly bigger than a cat monster. That's right. Uh, yeah, and you've seen that a number of times where the scraper seemed to be a just, just a molding together of what's nearby. So usually things that you fought have been kind of involved with their environment. I believe I fought a flying, or I fought a uh, telephone scraper. You also fought a t-shirt cannon scraper. Oh, yeah. With, with t-shirt, t-shirt wings. wings. <laughs> yeah. And, and I got three t-shirts from it. Yep. You fought a honey jar uh, cellar scraper, and you fought um, lots of different things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You've, it's been a little wild. I believe I fought, I fought dogs, too. Yeah, the little scrape, the scraper, scraper dog beasts. They just look kind of like dogs. Yeah. <laughs> and so, um, and so, yeah. So the magic people will use the past world ruins as shelter, but it doesn't mean they're completely safe because scrapers come to life inside of there and things like that. Otherwise, if you get caught in a wild magic storm, lots of things can change. Creatures have turned into variants. Uh, whole towns have disappeared. Lakes have turned into pink forests. Mm, this did actually happen. That did happen. And you even got a little bit of information about somebody who died in one. Only one time once. Yeah. Actually, one of Gunther's old rummager pals. Oh. Uh, were you about to say something? No. Okay. A guy by the name of Zach who actually perished inside of a wild magic storm. And so they're they're dangerous to be in. Some of the stuff that happens is just kind of humorous but there is the potential like the gum yeah like the gum but there is potential for danger and then on the more meta conversation the way magic works is these items are imbued with it and it's basically just us having fun with spell slots and things like that (laughs) they're they work exactly the same as spells in D&D it's just kind of a fun way of doing it yeah right such as my uh, spray can of thorns yep you have also have a stink clock and a golden watch of speed. Yep, yeah, you got lots of different little things to help you out. Also, the idea of a cat person wearing a gold watch is just, like, <laughs> amusing to... <laughs> it's just bizarre. Yeah. Anyway, I kind of think that's it, right? We're yeah. going to keep going with the story. We're going to continue on. You're going to find some more stuff. It's going to be a good time. So that's a little bit of the recap. Of... And secret yeah. stuff. That's a little bit of a recap of the story so far with Dadventurous. 
Check us out on social media, The Adventurous Podcast on various places. Send us your thoughts, your comments, your emails, whatever. Your reviews. Your reviews. We love that stuff. We want to see more. Uh, we're hoping to get out there and get more people and kids and families and all that listening. Yeah. So thanks for joining us. And we'll probably be doing a few more of these recaps throughout the story. So if you want to jump in and just start from here, you can. Thanks again. And we'll see you next time. On Dadventurous. Bye. <laughs>